0: Welcome to The Greg Bennett Show. I'm your host, Greg Bennett, and this is part two of the two-part special edition with the one and only, the remarkable Lucy Charles Barclay. I think you're going to really enjoy part two. We, we start with a lot of fun, rapid-fire questions, and we then dive a little bit deeper into her team and, and her relationships and, and how she operates at such a high level. I think you'll be surprised at just how important team is is for lucy and every the way she operates a little bit of housekeeping before we go on firstly thank you so much for listening i i truly appreciate it if you are enjoying the show you'd be doing me a huge favor if you could share it on your social platforms And I also really appreciate any feedback you have. I am trying to get better. I always want to be improving. So any feedback you have, good or bad, I will be happy to listen to it. And finally, if you do have any follow-on questions for Lucy, you can go to anyquestion.com forward slash Lucy. And then you can go sign up for free for a month. And you can ask Lucy any questions there. And also look at answers that she's already got on the platform And she's in video format, so you'll be able to see her unlike uh, on the podcast here where we do audio only. I hope you enjoy this part two of the two-part series as much as I did. And remember, success comes to those who endure just one moment longer. A short time ago, I had a good friend of mine, Ed Baker, on the show, and we discussed his new platform called Any Question. Now, Ed is the former head of international growth at Facebook, and then he moved across to a small little startup called Uber and became the head of growth and product at Uber. His reputation is quite remarkable and his new product, his new platform that he's built called Any Question is something that you got to go check it out. You can go ask experts across numerous categories, questions, you can listen to their answers that they've already answered from other people's questions. It's all video based so you can see the experts answering them. And today's guest, Lucy Charles Barclay, is on the site. So you can listen to this podcast. If you have any follow-up questions, you can go ask her questions there, listen to her answers from other people as well, and go check it out. Right now, you can go use anyquestion.com forward slash Lucy. That's anyquestion.com forward slash Lucy. And you can use that link and then you'll have a free first month to go check it out. So you might as well go check it out. I think you'll be blown away by it. It is going to be the next big thing. Check it out. I want to move on to some rapid fire questions. You up for it?
1: Excellent. All right. Yeah, let's do it. This
0: is going to see how your um fast twitch fibers go here all right what's something new happening in your life right now
1: uh the christmas decorations went up
0: nice <laughs> i
1: like that yes
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's that time of year all right what are you currently watching on netflix or whatever you stream
1: oh i am binge watching drive to survive
0: Oh, isn't that good? Which is the
1: Formula One yes. series. Yes, Didn't love Didn't
0: they it. do a good job showing all the different levels from the drivers to the, the owners to the managers? I love that. Love that show. <laughs> all right. First car you owned?
1: Oh, um, it was a Fiat. It was a tiny little car and we called it the bubble. The bubble.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what colour was it?
1: <laughs> it was silver. Silver little
0: <laughs> Fiat bubble. Love it. All right. How many episodes of The Greg Bennett Show have you listened to? Two. You have? I was expecting <laughs> two, a yeah. zero. Oh, that's remarkable. There we go. That makes me feel so good. What were the two you listened to?
1: Oh, I think it was Jan Fredino and I listened to Taylor Nibs' one recently.
0: Yeah. Okay. Just to know what you're getting into here.
1: <laughs> <laughs> then you
0: know some of these questions. All right. Two must-use apps on your phone.
1: Oh, God. It's definitely going to be WhatsApp and Instagram.
0: You're on Instagram. I thought Holly ran the whole thing, but you do it sometimes?
1: Yeah, Holly does the most of it, but I still like to have my input. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. Favourite dinner you could prepare?
1: Spaghetti bolognese.
0: Nice. Okay. Three non-family members you would invite to this dinner?
1: Uh, oh, what? Famous people, friends. You have suddenly
0: access to anybody in the world your friends are your friends are more likely to come oh god so you can kind of go oh the queen or you know whoever you want
1: i mean you don't want to go too big because then it's high pressure on how you cook so (laughs) somebody said
0: they're just going to invite gordon Ramsay and have him cook so you could do something like that
1: (laughs) oh yeah Oh, I'm a fan of Gordon Ramsay. So I'll put him in. He can help me cook. Then it'll be half decent. Well, hopefully more than half decent. Um, (laughs) Then I would probably say, oh, he's a good comedian. So I love a laugh. I'd probably invite, Oh, there's a comedian called Jack Whitehall who I like in the UK. He would make me laugh. Uh, And then I would invite Ed Sheeran because then he can sing a song at the end.
0: What a great evening. And I'll come along as a waiter <laughs> to just, just clean up and pick up plates and listen in. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. All right. All right. Uh, okay. What is the last Google search you've just done?
1: Oh, it's probably something to do with Christmas decorations because we've gone o- OCD on this. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I probably ordered some. Actually, no, tell a lie. We're getting new curtains. So I was deciphering between different types of curtains so really boring
0: (laughs) that's not boring i love it all right what time of day are you most productive
1: oh well if i get up for swimming then i am like the most productive person on the planet after swimming so i really should get up swimming more often
0: (laughs) (laughs) i like that if you haven't had to swim at whatever it is midnight um yeah first job
1: first job well that was marketing at a zoo so um is that what you were
0: doing at the zoo you didn't say you were doing marketing yes i thought you were cleaning the (laughs) elephants or something (laughs) marketing at the zoo i like it all right is that were you educated in that in
1: marketing so it was more of a apprenticeship type role so i would learn on the job which was pretty cool
0: yeah very cool all right pick one mixed relay sprint distance olympic distance olympic distance drafting or non-drafting um 70.3 70.3 or Ironman? Favourite.
1: Oh, favourite. Oh, I feel biased, but I'm going to have to go 70.3, but that's just based off of the result I had recently.
0: Of course, but that's how it operates. If anybody <laughs> asks me, it's always Olympic distance non-drafting, but they don't even really have that anymore. But for me, that was... <laughs> All right. Here's a big one. Olympic gold or Kona Ironman?
1: Oh, I'm going to go... Kona Ironman, just because I feel like I'm so close and <laughs> I'm touching distance, so I need to get that first.
0: Okay, deal. <laughs> All right, which decade of music is the best?
1: Oh, it's like definitely, I want to go to like 80s, 90s, but that's like because when I was a kid, that was the music, so yeah.
0: You are so cool right now. <laughs> a, such a good answer. All right, if you could be transformed into one animal, which would you choose?
1: Mm, I want to say Oh, I'm going to go dolphin.
0: Yeah. you already one of those. I think you already are half dolphin. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's,
0: what, that's an easy one for you to just switch over. All right. Where is somewhere you haven't been you'd like to go?
1: Oh, Australia. I've never been. Definitely want to go. It's on the bucket list.
0: Very cool. All right. We'll have to show you around there when we, <laughs> when we can all get back down there properly. Yeah. Final question. Greatest movie of all time?
1: Oh, gosh. This is really difficult. I, th- I really like films where you have to think, God, it's like, ta- it's like time traveling. Oh, what is it called? I think it's got Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh, it the
0: possibly- dreaming
1: one? Yeah, Inception. Inception. Inception, yes, yes. That's it.
0: Yeah, that yeah. was kind of like layer upon layer, wasn't it? It got a little yeah. bit, where are we now? Yeah. Okay, Leonardo, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I want to move on and now we're going to sh- change gears again. I want to sort of discuss your coach, Dan Lorang. Yep. How is his training different than what you've been, what you were doing? And, and uh, you know, you said he's added to the team, but what has he done specifically that was different that, to you, what you and Le- um, Reese were doing?
1: It's not massively different. It's just the thing I found the easiest is just just follow the program rather than often when Reese and I set out on our plan, it was, almost what should we do today and what should we do tomorrow so it was more it wasn't always as thought out as okay this is the plan and we just follow it which I found so much easier is just follow what is on the paper and almost know if I do that I'm going to get the result. so I found that a lot more straightforward but a lot of the time it has validated what we were thinking was correct but obviously the the additional support of doing a block of work, then testing to see what that block of work has done and almost validating what that block of work has done. So it's a lot more thought through, a lot more scientific, mm. just because we've got someone external able to look at it, which is, has really, really helped. But the training is hard, no doubt about that. Um, but I've always been someone who loves to train hard, so I guess that's that's not massively different. It's just potentially... I think the difference is sometimes if Reese would give me a session, I'll go, I can't do that. And we'd have a little debate about it. And then we'd go out and I'd almost been a bit of a strop that I thought it was too hard. And then I would always be able to do it. And he goes, see, (laughs) look, I told you you could do it. Whereas he's like, and then when Dan gives you a session, you don't question it, you just get on with it and you do it. And I look at it and think, yeah, that's hard, but I, I just do it because it's there and it's written down. So, it saves time. It probably saves in our marriage because there's less arguments. <laughs> I was going to
0: say, it's probably good to have that third element there where it's like, no, this is the business side of things. Yeah. And then our relationship and our marriage, which, you know, takes a lot of energy to keep it operating and working. Any good marriage and any good relationship does. Um, you can really just focus on that then. So, with that, is yeah. Reese is still kind of involved in. Delivering the program, or is it kind of you just work one on one with Dan, you go and do your training? And, and, and on that, is Reese doing the same training as you most of the time?
1: So, our training is quite different. And from lab testing, Reese and I are very different athletes in what works for us, so we do need quite mm. different programs. And Reese has actually only just recently started working with Dan because all of his energy went into me and the world championships before that. So, right. I think that that's the hardest thing for Reese is that obviously he is hugely emotionally invested in what I'm doing and wants me to do well sees the work that I put in but also then that takes away from his own training and his own energy that he can put into his own training so it's it is really really hard and I think that's why it's great to have that external coach where it takes that pressure off of Reese. I follow the program he's still there to support me and I'm not very good at telling someone when I'm struggling and maybe when I need to back off, whereas Reece is those eyes. And if I don't communicate that to Dan, Reese can and Dan will say, okay, look, you need to back off a bit because Reese is telling me, you can see that you're struggling. So it is really good to have that person there in the middle that does see me day to day. And and even if, I mean, we're when me and Dan are great with communicating and telling him when I need to do whatever I need to do, but just when Reese is there with those externalized eyes, in that moment and he may say okay if you can't do the session like that let's adapt it like this and it will be similar but for example we went to the track a few weeks ago and it was so windy it it was ridiculous and we had target times to to hit but you knew that the wind was going to play a massive factor Mm. in hitting those times so we said right let's mentally switch it up we're just going to work hard for that amount of time rather than trying to hit that pace so it was less about doing a a 1k rep at that pace it was right we're going to actually just run hard for three minutes take the rest do it again so you didn't have that mentally but i'm just not hitting the pace i'm rubbish today so he he's very good at kind of switching it up and making it easier for me to hit what i need to hit but Mm taken away the men who are struggling
0: i think yeah it's interesting that trying to hit paces and that's why I, I actually stopped in 2000 i stopped doing any track workouts and i did i i went everything to fartlek and just went you know yeah. cross-country and because i was so hard on myself trying to hit times and i was like you know what let's just go do you know instead of trying to hit a 250 minute k on on the track or whatever let's just go and do you know, ten by three minutes cross-country and and it's freeing, man. Yeah. You can run it with speed, you can use the downhills, uphills, tailwind, headwind, and, and it's freeing. So I I get I get that. Um okay, going back to I want to actually focus a little bit on you and Reese. Because a married couple, both being professional triathletes, sounds very familiar to the life I've just led. And I'm curious how <laughs> you guys are able to manage this in a way that do you find yourself being Lucy the athlete and Lucy the wife, and playing two different roles, or is it? Do they flow over to each other? Do you guys have rules? How 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 are you guys able yeah. to keep keep because you know you know what I mean by rules? It's like okay, we're not going to talk about triathlon yeah. at dinner or something like that. Do you do anything like that?
1: Yeah, we definitely have those two distinct roles where. It'll be the athlete and the coach talking, and then husband and wife talking. And Mm -hmm. I feel like we find it very easy to switch between the two. And I feel like we've always kind of had that role. Even when I was swimming, Reese was the person I would look up to. I'd ask for advice, so he almost always was that coaching role. That outside of our relationship, I could just say, right, okay, I'm a sporting. terms what would i do here what would you recommend so we've always had that relationship and it's always worked well i've always trusted what reese has said so and i know he will always just tell me straight he's never going to lie to me he always tells me what i don't want to hear which not many people will tell you that and he'll he'll tell Mm -hmm. me exactly what i need to do so i just always trust in that and we are very good at the same time As saying right we're not talking about triathlon anymore we're switching off from that but like and talk about something else so we've just I feel very lucky that we've always been able to do that and yeah there's times when it's definitely hard especially when we're both racing and we're both under pressure and I'm tired I'm very lucky that a lot of the t- and tired <laughs> and hungry yeah. but, um, but I, I feel really fortunate that for a long time Reese has put my career first helped me get to where I've mm. got to but I and I feel like I said a lot he deserves to have his chance as well because the work that he puts in and what I see him doing in training, I'm inspired by and motivated by. So I really do hope that he gets the opportunity to race at the level he deserves as well. And hopefully by bringing on that external coaching, Dan, it will allow Reece to kind of get that chance to race at that level as well.
0: No, oh, that's beautifully said. I like all of that. Yeah, it's it's funny when you have each other. It, it can help you each get out the door. When you see, you know, I always found Laura had yeah. far more discipline. She was like clockwork out the door and sometimes <laughs> be like, oh, okay. Um, but at times you can also bring each other down to go, oh, I don't think I want to go out this afternoon. Yeah, me either. You know, I don't know if you guys do the same, but sometimes are like, oh, I don't want to have to keep doing it. <laughs> so it can work both ways. On that, you, you have more than Reese in your life though in your family. Um, your sister Holly, who... I I just think it's doing phenomenal work. Um, I can't say enough about Holly. I think the work she seems to do with the Instagram, the YouTube, um, all the competitions that she has, they're all next level. But being that she's your sister, you know, how does that relationship work and how did it actually start?
1: Um, So my sister obviously is a bit younger than me and she just finished her degree in photography around the time of Kona 2019. So It must have been a bit earlier than that because she actually did go and get a few other jobs before she worked for us and she was struggling in those jobs. It wasn't really what she wanted to do and we said, Well, why maybe try and work with us? Like we we really would like to do better on our media. We'd love to do a YouTube channel and you'd be the a great person to do it because you know us so well and obviously she knows me so well that she would be able to put together media that really does represent who I am. Mm. So we kind of, we brought her out to Hawaii, it was her 21st birthday, and we was like, right, well, you can come out, see what it's about, and spend your birthday there, and kind of get some experience, learn off some of the other amazing videographers, Talbot was there, and Talbot obviously um, is amazing at what he does, and he Mm -hmm. was offering Holly advice, which was lovely, and she just really kind of said, you know what, yeah, I think this is what I want to do, so we came home from there, and we kind of sent her off on a few different courses to learn how to video edit, because it's a whole different ball game we were like go and do that um and then and then yeah we'll we'll kind of start making some videos and see how it goes and the way she has developed since we first started I I mean I was impressed with the videos she did in the beginning but the way she has progressed and developed in those videos to now is just mind blowing like every time she makes a video i'm like wow i can't believe mm. you've put that together so it is uh, really amazing what she's doing
0: it is and and do you sit down then as a as a team like you said i think you mentioned uh, paz and holly and yourself on a tuesday you sit down and look at the week um, is is that how it operates you kind of go okay well what do we want to produce this week
1: yeah i mean we we do operate like a business we have so many requests coming in for different pieces of media and different sponsor requests to do something. So if we do not have these meetings where we keep everything in order, I think no one would know what anyone's doing. So it is really important that we all know what each other's doing, what we're working on. Obviously, first and foremost is Minor training. We have to get that done. And then we can kind of look at how the media is going to fit around that. And yeah, it is a real, a real kind of working mechanism, getting everyone on board and what we're doing. But we really we couldn't do it without the team we need the team to make it happen so we're very lucky that we have these people that are able to help us
0: yeah, it's amazing what you have to do now as a professional athlete it's a uh... Uh, you know, 20 years ago you had to win a race and you get a magazine cover and then you go back about your training. <laughs> now, yeah, you need to have content that's fresh and new and changing and evolving, uh, whether that's YouTube or Instagram. Um, and, and it really is. It's amazing the amount of work that you guys put into it. And I think, you know, from what I saw, you 400,000 plus um, followers that grew very very quickly over the last couple of years has that grown even more since your 70.3 win
1: probably a small amount I think I mean the triathlon audience I, I mean if you're in triathlon and and you wasn't following me before that I don't know where you would have been so um, I don't
0: <laughs> that's true Greg what a stupid question do you <laughs> All right, moving on, whatever. Okay. Um, Other people in your, your parents, you mentioned them earlier. Are they, are they close by? Are they around and involved? They they understand triathlon now since 2014?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, my parents have always been massively supportive driving me to swim in at 4.30am as a swimmer growing up. They've always been totally on board with what I've been doing. Obviously, when I decided I didn't want to swim anymore, the the biggest people I felt like I was letting down was them because they'd committed so much time and oh. effort into that. So then when I went into triathlon, it was like maybe a new dream is born, but is it completely crazy? What's she doing? But they were fully on board obviously and supported everything that we'd done and kind of going back a couple of years when I was training for Kona, I'd, I'd have them both out on mountain bikes with my drinks coming with me on, on my long run. And they're, they're totally up for helping in any way that they can. So again, I, I feel really lucky. And I don't think I obviously would have the love of sport that I do without them. So they love it. They're completely on board. I, I tell this story a lot, but my mum growing up hated sports. She didn't want to do any sports. She didn't want to do the PE lessons at school. She just was always kind of the kid who wanted to get out of it. And then it wasn't till I started doing triathlon and a bit of running that she got into running. And found out she was actually really really good at it and she's been (laughs) running part runs beating my dad at everything that she does my poor dad has to try and keep up with her now um and yeah she's just just has this amazing kind of talent for running which who knows what that might have been if she'd actually done sport as a kid but maybe that's actually where my my genes for sport come from
0: oh that's brilliant well good on (laughs) your mom i think that's fantastic and i feel for your dad it's all women in the house do you have any brothers
1: no, he's very much outnumbered by oh, by the, by the lady. Oh mate, <laughs> my heart
0: bleeds for you, buddy. Hang in there. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, and and the rest of the team. Who else have you got? You said you've got a pretty big team. Uh, Paz, you mentioned. Who, who's Paz? Yeah. So we've
1: got. We've got Paz on the team. Um, Paz was actually a really talented uh, rafter. He went to some world championships in rafting so he has a lot of experience in sport. He also used to manage the whitewater rafting Olympic venue near us so mm. he's very experienced in that but he pretty much deals with anything and anything that comes in. It's just organising it um, and then kind of ab- above Paz we also have my manager Evan who he deals with all the contractual side of things so It almost takes a little bit of work off of Evan that Paz can then deal with keeping the sponsors happy. Evan Mm. just deals with kind of bringing the sponsors in and and the contractual side. So Paz does a a huge job. I mean, the amount of things that come in, I think more probably comes in now because we do have Paz. So our sponsors know that we have someone that can also deal with those jobs and make sure that they get done. But uh, we definitely keep him busy. And yeah, his job role is Kind of, you couldn't really define his job title, to be honest, because he's he's doing everything. Whether that might be on a bike with water one day, cleaning the bike the next day, or or then speaking to bike sponsors the next day, he's 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 doing it all. So um, yeah, on your
0: pads. And 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 what (laughs) about um strength and conditioning and and bodywork people? Do you have many people like that helping you out?
1: Yeah, we've kind of we've we've used some different people over the years. Um, I mean Reese is actually really experienced and knowledgeable in strength and conditioning as swimmers we were very lucky that we we just did it from as young as you were kind of allowed to do strength and conditioning we did it so I feel like both of us kind of learned the basics very early on and obviously as personal trainers we we knew a lot and we've kind of been quite adventurous with the strength and conditioning and I I do love CrossFit as well, so I like watching that and getting ideas from that. But we also do have um, some experts who are from Bedfordshire University who kind of look at our strength and conditioning. A, a guy called Andrew Mitchell has been writing our programs for that as well. So yeah, we we have obviously the the expertise there, but we also bring in the actual experts as well because we never mm. claim to know everything, yeah. and we do enjoy learning new things. So.
0: Just a quick reminder to go check out Any Question. You can use anyquestion.com forward slash Lucy to get a free month and go ask any questions and go listen to any answers across the whole platform. You're looking at your training, your strength and conditioning, does Dan give you a, a set week? Like you said, Tuesdays you a kind of a typical day you mentioned earlier in, in part one of the show, but... Do you have a st- a definite week that you follow? Is it changing up all the time?
1: Um. So typically, it's very similar. I I normally do strength and conditioning on a Monday and a Friday. When I was out in Lanzarote training, Dan actually came out and kind of he saw what I did in the gym and saw how that would work around my program, and he was like. A lot of the time, as long as that can work with the swim bike run, then he's happy for me to do it as long as it's not having negative effects on the swim bike run, which obviously is the fundamental part of a triathlete. Um, but I, I do have a real passion for the gym and I enjoy it, which I know some triathletes absolutely hate it. And I think Dan could see that I really enjoy doing that. So we keep that as a staple part of the program on a, on a Monday and a Friday.
0: You know, we, we've talked about a fair bit already, but your mental strategies. And wondering, do you sort of practice any kind of specific things for sort of managing your anxiety or any self-doubt? I mean, I still love that quote that your swim coach used, you know, when you were young. (laughs) Do you practice anything like that relentlessly or, or often?
1: Not really. I think I definitely kind of, excuse the pun, but dive into my swimming days and kind of think about how I mentally dealt with things then. And The fundamental thing was actually the higher the level I got in the sport the more nervous I got and I do remember there was a couple of races where I was like physically sick before the start because I was so nervous and I kind of I learned a lot from that and then coming into triathlon I mean the main reason I stopped swimming was just because I'd lost that love of the sport so Mm. when I came into triathlon the main thing was I need to enjoy this I need to be having fun with it I need to not be taking it too seriously and I kind of carried that forward throughout my triathlon career which obviously hasn't been extremely long but it's always just been about you know what what will be what will be I I know I put the work in I always will put the work in and I just need to go out there give it everything but if things go wrong then they go wrong and and we learn from it so yeah, I feel like I mentally am pretty resilient and most of my struggles are actually in training and in racing I kind of look back on the struggles I've had in training and know well I got through mm-hmm. it in training so I'm, I'm going to get through it here in the race. So it's never something that I've kind of had any expert help on but I do feel like give me anything in life and I will just get on with it and deal with it.
0: Oh, well said. That was great. <laughs> all right, well, let's finish up with two big questions, all right? Mm-hmm. What is one tip you have for people on how to optimize their lives
1: oh I think the biggest thing in life is is the balance so obviously yeah you have your career but also you've just got your normal life as well and whilst triathlon is my career and I I do take it seriously I also want to have that balance in my life and I, I will enjoy taking the time off like I do now taking time away from triathlon seeing friends seeing family doing fun things and yeah, just having that balance, I think don't take everything so seriously. You've got to have fun as well. So work hard, but play hard. (laughs) Great
0: answer. I love it. Okay. If you could sit and have a coffee with any living person, who would it be and why?
1: I think it's going to have to be Michael Phelps without a doubt. I mean, he was my ultimate hero when I was swimming. So I think he'd be almost the one person that, I mean, I feel like I can speak to most people, but I would definitely be a little bit in awe to begin with, (laughs) but yeah they would be the one. Oh, that's
0: brilliant i actually spoke to his manager agent yesterday hoping to get him on the show at some point here so i'm a bit like you I, i'd be a little, <laughs> a little bit nervous behind the mic here but it would be fantastic um he is yeah. probably the greatest olympian of all time
1: absolute legend yeah,
0: yeah. So, so what's next you, you're on break you're staying in the uk for the winter or you got camps what does it look like now coming up
1: Yep, it is pretty much downtime for a while, doing probably some more cross-country events, which I love, spending Christmas at home with the family. I think we've got 11 family members coming to Christmas so that's going to be harder than an Ironman to get through and you're you're
0: cooking it all you're you're doing it all (laughs) we're
1: going to have some help with the cooking Reese's mum is very good so she's going to help us on that um no it should be lovely to see everyone Um, and then once January comes around we'll go on our first camp of the year and really knuckle down again
0: yeah perfect and and does someone like a Dan Lorang does he join you on those camps do you get to see him much at all
1: um I mean he may do I think I mean we have a really good kind of external relationship talking but um he's always welcome on our camps <laughs> and i'm sure he'll he'll probably get me doing some early season lab testing where i can see how much damage mm. christmas has done before i get back to work but uh, <laughs> yeah that's great
0: and then next year um the two ironman world championships the first being in st george and the, the latter being in hawaii are you you looking at both or focusing on one
1: Yeah, next year is going to be a huge year. I mean, obviously, we start with the Ironman World Champs in St. George and then three to four weeks later, I'm trying to break eight hours for an Ironman. So that will be (sighs) kind of really tough back to back. Um, And then, yeah, the the goal is definitely to go to Kona in October. I think even if I were to win St. George um, in May... I I need to win on that big island, being second there. It's on that island I've been second three times. I need to run down a Leahy drive in the lead and, and yeah, that will be, I imagine, the most emotional you would ever see me if I can win on that island for sure.
0: Oh, I've got to be there for that. Well, (laughs) so you've got three Ironmans next year. Yeah, it's going to be a huge... (laughs) And then defending 70.3 world title as well, maybe? Or does that make it too much? I think
1: I'm... I mean, I would probably say no now, but I always say no to 70.3 <laughs> World Championships and then I've always ended up being there. So, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll,
0: we shall see. Oh, that's fantastic. Well, what a huge year. I, I, I'm really excited to watch you perform. And Reese. now that he's going to actually spend a little bit of time on himself with Dan Lorraine coaching him, I'm looking forward to seeing what he can be doing as well. But, Lucy... Thank you so much for your time and just sharing your journey. It's just been so fantastic. You've made me laugh many, many times. What a great episode. I really appreciate it. Um, Thank you, everybody, for listening and uh, sharing the show and all your feedback. Um, You can find the show notes, timestamps, links, and coupon codes at bennettendurance.com forward slash media. Lucy, thank you so much. That was fantastic.
1: Oh, amazing. Thank you for having me.
0: Well, that's a wrap. Part two of the two-part special edition with Lucy Charles-Barclay. The 100th and the 101st editions of The Greg Bennett Show are now in the can. I hope you enjoyed the episode as much as I did. It was a real thrill. I'm hoping next time we get to do it in person, uh, but just absolutely delightful to have this conversation with Lucy. As I mentioned in uh, throughout the show, um, you can... Go and ask Lucy any questions on the Any Question platform. If you go to anyquestion.com forward slash Lucy, you can actually go use that link and get a free month uh, and then sign up for the year. Ask Lucy any questions, see her answers already, and ask all the other experts on the, on the platform any questions and they'll get back to you in, in video format. So go check that out. Um, but again... Thank you so much for listening and sharing. I truly appreciate it all. And keep the feedback coming. Cheers. Thanks a lot for
1: listening. If you enjoyed the show, your support would truly be appreciated. You can visit the Patreon page or you can subscribe with your podcast app of choice. Don't miss the next episode, so subscribe and be notified. For show notes, if you want to know more, please visit BennettEndurance.com. I'm Phil Liggett, and on behalf of Greg Bennett, here's to the next time, and I hope you will join Greg again very soon.